Hello, everybody. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode of Get the Flick Out of Here, Sans Mustache Edition. Uh, today, so weird. <laughs> it's so weird, isn't it? It's so um, weird. Uh, people paid me to shave it down to a Vince McMahon style pencil mustache, and then I uh, kept that for about twelve hours, and um, and then I I, I shaved the caterpillar off my face. So it'll grow back. I keep telling myself, but until then <laughs> sporting the a blinking and we're just going to go through it. It is ironic though, because we are reviewing today. I am Alex Pulaski. with me as always is Kate Elizabeth. We're reviewing today. Uh, a movie in, in where mustaches are paramount. Um, mm. It is kind of ironic from, that- from an era where mustaches are Paramount. Well, not like, even that. It's a like, it's a double. Like if somebody says to you, "What is what is one of the most iconic visual uh, aspects of the character of Super Mario?" Oh yeah, mustache it's, is probably mustache at the top of the list. Yeah, <laughs> mustache overalls. I think that's pretty much it. Actually, we are reviewing in honor of the fact that um, this week. It is the debut of the brand new animated Super Mario film. Um, we are reviewing the original, which came out in 1993, which was live action and also not a Super Mario Brothers movie. No, um, no not at all. It ba- barely qualifies. They it, listen. If you made this movie and changed all the characters' names. Then you would. There's no way that you would ever know that it was about Mario. So one fun fact about my viewing experience: mm, of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not like I, of course, know Mario. I'm not like mm-hmm. a super video game person, right? Um, but Alex, as you know from doing your Red Dead Redemption streams, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. if I have a peek into a world, I then mm-hmm. have to like find out yes, a lot of things yes. about it. Um, so the Easter eggs that were initially like lost on me, I had to go back and look up. And the other thing is I had not seen this movie. I knew very little about this movie. I, the only thing I knew about this movie was that John Leguizamo was a baby and (laughs) when when it came out, um, and everyone had told me it was really bad and Mm -hmm. only one person had kind of mentioned like the the way in which it was bad. Like, I actually know someone who said they kind of like it as its own sci-fi film, but they didn't like it as a Super Mario film, which is kind of what you were saying. Like, this mm-hmm. is not this is not a, a Mario Brothers film at all, which is disappointing as a viewer. Which you, 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 you would not know, like, how disappointed myself at 12 and my brother at eight and a half were when my father took us to see this movie. Like we were like, I was like, dad, when's it going to be a Mario movie? And he was like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what let's this also is. keep in mind, like 1993, you didn't have social media where you were immediately no. finding out the second it was released about uh-uh. anything. Like you did not know the extent no. From I, it's Memorial Day weekend of 1993. I'm I'm sure my dad took me and my brother to see this on the Saturday 
the day after it came out. Like my friends hadn't seen it yet because it came out the day before after we got out of school. So nobody would have told me, oh, yeah, this this wasn't I don't know what this is. You know, Um, it's got the guy from Who Framed Roger Rabbit in it. And that's it. Like no, we don't. There were no nobody else that we would have known. There was no big stars for kids yeah. at that kid at that time. No kid knew who the hell Dennis Hopper was. Speed hadn't come out yet. Even if it had, you probably shouldn't have watched it yet if you were ten. So like, and even yeah. so, like even if your friends had seen it the night before, we didn't. There wasn't texting in nineteen ninety. No, yeah, exactly. Like, well, like, someone would have had nobody to got on the phone. Like, hey, call <laughs> can your I speak? phone. Hope you didn't get a busy signal. Just to tell you how bad the movie was. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's that's also putting it into the perspective of, like, the delayed disappointment that must have come oh, from the people man. watching it. It was just like, what what is this? Um, it It is, it is uh, widely reviled. There is a bit of a cult following for it. Um, but as I said, cults are usually bad for a reason. Um, There's also just, like, I'm... Um, as we're doing these, Alex, I gotta be honest. I'm getting sick of these like cult classic people because there's some like Velocipaster deserves it because they set out to make a bad movie <laughs> yes, and accidentally yes. by making a bad movie made uh-huh. a fantastic made an entertaining film. Yes, agreed. The ironically liking stuff, I'm over it. Yeah. It's gotta go. Yeah. Like you just have to mm-hmm. admit some of these movies are bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, was better than this but it does not deserve the the praise that it had right gotten. right right yeah i liked it better than you but i was like this is not it wasn't a mm-hmm. good movie so like cult classics you you as cult classicers as cultures yeah. as cult followers you cult need members. to delineate between mm-hmm. i'm signing up for this ironically as right. a good time and this is a hidden gem that i don't know how it <laughs> slid by not on the radar whatever can you imagine if actual cults were like, I'm signing up for this ironically as a good time? They need. <laughs> yeah, this is hilarious. I'm drinking Kool-Aid. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, anyway. Oh, like, that and they would have be like ter- very serious discussions about it too. Of like, yeah. yeah. Um, I think what mm-hmm. they were, what, what the cult leader meant to say was like yeah. what he was really yeah. saying with things. So, so there anyway, needs to be a apparently there's going to be a comet that comes and we're all going to jump on it and ride off into meet Lord Zenu. Won't that be hilarious? Ah. Um, yeah, no. There so, needs um, to be like there needs to be like coltgrader.com, which somebody judges. Somebody sure should make the, like somebody rates mm-hmm. like what categories these fall into because mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, there was yeah. some love for this movie when I went to seek out the stuff that I didn't know, like when I, and it is a lot of it is unfounded. Oh yeah. You just liked the year 1993. You liked being Mm -hmm. 12 is what you liked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Oh no. Like, I I mean, I listen though. I, I, you like my, my, my friends who also watched the film, like they, everyone came to school on the, on the Tuesday after Memorial day when like, Hey, that Mario Brothers movie sucked. And here's the thing also, um, like two weeks later, Jurassic Park came out, and ain't nobody was talking about Mario Brothers anymore. Was there a two week difference? It was like that's it. Like it was ninety three was like a really good summer for movies, you know, for kids who also, were preteens. Immediately, we have to address mm-hmm. like nineteen ninety through nineteen ninety three. 
A, some of the best music that was ever produced, and B, mm-hmm. the most dinosaur-intensive cinematic mm. period of all time, I yeah. think. No, we loved our dinos back then. It That's was for so sure. much di- Theodore Rex. We had this. Jurassic yes, Park that, was yeah. two weeks later. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody somebody took the some basic ideas of the Mario lore and threw it into a weird like like what if we combined uh, a beloved children's video game uh, in which uh, Italian plumbers visit uh, a, a, a magical land of mushrooms and dinosaurs to rescue a princess what if we combine that with Blade Runner Somebody, somebody pitched that, and somebody said, "Here's money, go make it." Millions of dollars. Um, and so that's what we got. Uh, the 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 movie starts with now. I think they removed this from the Blu-ray version, actually. But the movie on uh, the earlier version has a, a weird animated thing. Did you see this? Of of yes. what happened with the dinosaurs? Like it says, Brooklyn, sixty-five million years ago, and there's a guy, a narrator, who we never hear from again. No. Who says? Who says? Um, Back then, the dinosaurs ruled the earth, and nobody was around to 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 give them any grief. Well, I mean, no humans were around at all, so that's right. Anyway, the dinosaurs they ruled the earth, and this then animated, there was a meteorite. Hmm? This part what? was animated. Yep. Yeah, this part was animated. This wasn't an adequate swerve into what we were getting. Yeah. Um, it, but but he goes uh, uh, then there was a meteorite that came and hit and boom no more dinosaurs but what if and this is great when you have to put in a weird narrator who does a but what if to ex- describe the, the plot of your movie just start over start over from scratch if that's how does don't do that but what if the dinosaurs didn't get killed what if they were blasted into an alternate dimension where they evolved into into uh, into fully evolved beings, but instead of monkeys as ancestors, they had lizards. What if that actually happened? And what if there was a way for them to merge the the, the dimensions back together again? And what if that was the movie we made? And you gotta watch it. Like this was absolutely done. I'm convinced they did the movie, realized it was terrible, and then they were like, "We're going to create an animated yes. intro where we describe the plot of the movie." But it was also like animated, like MS Paint, like it was like oh, not yeah. good animation. Like it wasn't like you know, like years before this, Land Before Time came out. That was animated dinosaurs. This looked like somebody did it on their Commodore sixty four. Correct. So. um the Which is now knowing out, Jurassic Park came out two weeks later is mm-hmm. even all the more hilarious. So funny. Because what a groundbreaking the, movie. I, uh, by paying attention to the end credits, I found out the narrator uh, of this little spot was, was uh, the voice was provided by Dan Castellaneta, who is the voice of Homer Simpson. So, um, and this is 93, so he was like season four of The Simpsons, because that started in 1989, is some classic stuff. So he was already like an incredibly well-known, uh, on a hugely successful thing, but they never promote him as being a part of it. 
because they just because they did this thing after the fact and said, "Hey, let, let's find a good voiceover guy." Because he issued a gag order and didn't want to be. And they're like, "I don't want to be like, Actually, his name is misspelled with two T's instead of one. Dan Castellano, T T A instead of one A, one T A. And so maybe he like he said, "Let's put in two T's so nobody can Google my name and find this." Yeah. Yep. You know, he Google. Knew, he knew. He, he knew. He, five years, people he were going to be. Google was, <laughs> he Google was coming in 1983. He knew Google was coming. Um, uh, but so then we see, uh, it says, it says Brooklyn, 65 million, Brooklyn, uh, 20 years ago, right? And there's a woman who's, uh, who's got a, a bassinet she's carrying with her a little basket. She leaves it on the floor of, of, uh, on the, on the stoop of a church and runs away. Um, and then, uh, she goes down into a sewer where, um, she's, uh, goes off in this little offshoot tunnel of a major uh, subway line. And there she is accosted by Dennis Hopper wearing a general's outfit. Like he is where he, if you watch the, like he never again wears this. So, so they never specifically tell you what happens when Koopa, King Koopa, also known as Bowser in the games, um, played by Dennis Hopper, Oscar winner Dennis Hopper. Um, they never tell you exactly how, but it, we are supposed to, I think, piece together that he led a military coup against the king, the rightful king of Mushroom Land, because he is wearing a full, like, four-star generals with, like, all the little patches on the, on the thing. And he sure uh, accosts this, this poor woman uh, and, and, and drags her back to their dimension. Um, and I do then, have to clarify um, up front, like from my viewing experience, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is not widely accessible. And so I, no. I watched it in a way that is best accomplished with the VPN. When I tell you that I thought somebody had punk because this was not like a, a link. This no. was not, I, I wasn't going to Tubi for this. No. I was like, is this a joke like is this not the movie that i signed up to watch like when uh-huh. i saw a dinosaur intro i was like mm-hmm. am i is it says super mario brothers movie um yeah. and then this intro i was like i'm still not convinced this is the i understand the sewer i'm still not convinced that i'm actually watching the movie like if you go mm-hmm. to a movie and you are like am i in the right mm-hmm. theater mm-hmm. yeah it was yeah. that as a viewing experience at home because in no way did what they set up pertain mm-hmm. to super mario brothers right right um, so that's one half of the pre of the, of the prelude. The other half is that nuns open the door of this church and find the basket on their door, which is a thing like is, is a, is a trope The that the, the baby is abandoned at a church where nuns will raise it is a thing that goes back hundreds of years. Right. So this is the thing that the, then, but they, they take the basket in and they pull off the little blanket and it's a, metal sarcophagus thing with like a little um uh, shard of of uh of glowing rock that's placed in it and when they take it out the thing opens up and on the inside is a huge egg like a like a dinosaur egg right and the nuns go oh and they pick it up out of there and they set it down and they're like, oh, oh, yes, we're nuns, and um, and then 
That's that is verbatim, by the way. They say, "Yes, we're not." <laughs> they don't have any lines. They didn't give these women lines. No, um, all under five. Nope. Nothing. <laughs> no lines for these for these nuns. The egg starts to hatch, and from within the egg, you hear the sound of a baby crying. And Again, then, not creating clarity that I was watching the right movie at all. The next, the next shot, the the the, the egg starts to hatch. You hear the sound of a baby crying. It goes to the head old nun who does this. Next shot, baby, like full seven month old baby because they don't use newborns in movies. Covered in amniotic fluid, sitting there, no umbilical cord. This baby no, was. This was born, a piece of the aggro crag. So this, but this baby is born from an egg, and none of the none of the none of the nuns immediately set fire to it because it is the Antichrist. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. they they behave as though this is the most normal thing in the world to them that a human baby has has emerged from a giant egg. That was encased in a metal sarcophagus that was left on their doorstep. This is for for Catholic nuns. Do you not think they would be like a little bit more like this is the devil? The devil is now here among us. Or even just like a little bit more, if not how about just just like suspicious? Slightly. Just just like you know, like hey, this this Hmm. is this is a non-everyday occurrence for us. Uh Abnormal. Yeah, this was a, a disproportionate response. Um, Sister Mary Jean, you don't see this every day. No, Sister Mary Catherine, you certainly don't. Anyway, let's move on with our lives. Is it just a, like uh, also the, cut to present day when we meet present day 1993? Well, present day 1993, but when, when the, 20 years later, they say 20 years later. So this, um, 20 years later, when we meet the girl who was in the egg, who's all grown up now, mm-hmm. there's no indication any of the nuns ever told her that she came out of an egg. No. She has no idea of this. Nope. The, 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 the nuns took it to their grave. You know, like. It's like, um, it's like, when do we tell a kid she's adopted? It's like, when do we tell a a kid that she was born from yes. an egg that was in Listen, a metal trap with the I know, of the uh, this is going to be a shock. Um, and listen, we're here with any and to answer any questions you may have. Uh, we can put you in touch with a counselor if you need to, you know, but um, you were born from an egg. Just imagine being told that at any point in your life. Yeah. I mean, my immediate reaction would be like, yeah, and the sperm, and then and nope. it was like, no, nope. no, 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 let me clarify, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. egg. Mm-hmm. Yes, this, this one. Egg. Different, this one. We kept the shards of it after after you, you broke from it. But um, we, we did not think it was that big of a deal, so don't No, no, we, no, we, uh, like, we, we looked around and we're like, this is a thing that happens all the time, right? I mean, we're nuns, so we never had sex with anybody, so we have no idea what this we is. We don't know but, how it works, yeah. Maybe uh, that's why. They were like, yeah, well, we don't. They, they don't have sex ed in, in the Catholic schools, no. so. I know that's right. <laughs> um, so that's just the beginning of the wackiness. Um, we we get um, there's so much setup in this movie. There's and it's all awkward. None of it, none of it is cohesive. No, 
It's all um, awkward. Um, it's really, it's really weird. It takes the, so long for anything to start happening, like in a mm-hmm. real life. The we get now Mario, played by Bob Hoskins, who again um, uh, was very familiar to children of of that era for being the guy from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is one I've thought about. Maybe we should do because. It is incredibly weird. It's brilliant, but incredibly weird and definitely not for children. There are so many yeah, jokes in there that are not for kids at all. But it was totally marketed to like 10-year-olds and parents who were like, yes, this is something. Oh, there's lots of dick jokes in here. There's lots of dick there's jokes. There's a lot of dick jokes in that. There's movie. a lot of dick jokes in this cartoon. That's odd. Um, but anyway... Um, but but I, certainly I had seen at this point in my life, um, uh, I had probably seen uh, Roger Rabbit 15 times and Hook, which starred Bob Hoskins as Smee, at least that amount as well, which came out in 1991. So he was on a heater for, for kids of that generation. Um, so, okay, so cool. He's in this. Um, and I'd never seen John Leguizamo before. Nobody had. He was a child. Uh, but I, I almost I remember we're thinking, so why did they make Luigi into Mario's son as opposed to Mario's brother? You know, but they're supposed to be brothers, but they're not because well, there's one line in one scene that they never bring up again, which we'll talk about. <laughs> but anyway, um, <clears throat> uh, Luigi's watching some t- uh, like tabloid TV show while Mario's on the phone. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, we'll be right there. Don't worry about it. Uh, well, 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 yes, no, leave it to the professionals. We're coming. <coughs> so it says, hey, Luigi, um, you know, we got, we got a broken dishwasher at the, at the, at the cafe. Um, you know what that means? We got oik. He says, we got oik. He says, he's the oik. <laughs> um, uh, and he says, uh, um, like, um, we're going broke. We, you know, we need this job. Come on, Luigi, let's go. Uh, and they're talking, there's, there's a very quick little mention of, there's a bunch of girls from Brooklyn who've been kidnapped recently. But yeah, Mario's they kind of like, Plumbers, we, we are plumbers. We must do a job. Come on, let's go. And, um, so they get in their van and they, uh, they're driving to their job at the, uh, the whatever cafe. Um, and, uh, he says, okay, um, cause Luigi's is a conspiracy type. He, you got to believe Mario. You got to believe, which is like supposed to be some kind of like theme that tracks through the entire thing because Mario's kind of grounded. And why would he believe that he's in another dimension where these human beings evolved from dinosaurs? Unless he just believes, you got to have faith. You know, thing like that. Anyway, um, to illustrate that Luigi Luigi's point of view is correct. Uh, they bend the laws of physics uh, because um, Mario's like, all right, we're all, we're already late. So here, take the next right to get to the cafe. And Luigi makes a left. And he, he goes, what are you doing? I told you to take a right. I don't know, Mario. I just, I got a good feeling about this alleyway. Hey. Like, but how do you, how is this going to get you, if, if, if the thing is this way and you go this way, I don't feel. And also the next thing he does, he takes, he takes a right. No, sorry. He takes a left. So he took a go right. 
he takes a left and then another left. And he and would have he to take right. another. He would, he, he, he would just, like, either he's, a he's left going in and a long straight to loop around, yeah. or another yeah. left and then to make the right you were initially no, just, supposed to. And then they like um uh then he then he goes um then they pull into the to the parking lot of the cafe. And like, see, I told you, see, I told you I got us here in time. Yeah, sure. Sure. You did. Um, how though, how did you do that? Well, the cafe moved Mm -hmm. across the street. Then they're getting all their gear to get out of their van and they see a nicer van, which is Scapelli plumbing. Ah, no, the Scapelli's beat us here. Did the did the cafe call all the plumbers in the yellow pages and just say whichever one of you gets here first gets the job? Is that the way it used to be? It might have been. I don't Brooklyn know. In the eighties, maybe. Perhaps it was just a <laughs> weird. Like, it was like, uh, like okay, yellow pages plumbers start calling, and the first one of them that gets here gets paid. They get the job. Um. Yeah, usually there's so like had... a a price quo and a negotiation. Right. Yeah. And... No. There's a broken dishwasher at a small cafe, um, and like so a broken dishwasher, not even a sink. Like, yeah, no, it's oh, like oh, sorry. it's not this, so crucial. You would just be calling eight people in the this this tube was loose. Boop, four hundred dollars, <laughs> please. Um, so they they say the rent is three months overdue at their small apartment above a florist. That the rent's three months, three months overdue. They're running out of food. This is a job they haven't had a job in forever. Um, maybe don't take a left when you should take a right, and you would have beaten Scapelli there. That's like it. Mario is not immediately pissed at Luigi for for if it, if they lost forty five seconds, they 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 may have lost being able to pay some of their rent off. No, he's not immediately pissed at Luigi. Then we cut to a build a, a dig site somewhere in Staten Island. I don't know. Um, I guess everything takes place in Brooklyn, but. Yeah, this was like right by, by the, the water. Bridge, I think, right? Right by the water, yeah. And um, you get Scapelli. Scapelli not only runs a plumbing business, he is also the Don of New York Mafia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The this, plumbing this... business is definitely a mob front. 100%. Yeah, that's a front. Yeah. That is a front. Um, so uh, he gets out of his limo to go and threaten a dig site um, where he's all he's a construction guy and also runs a plumbing business. And also probably runs a sanitation engineering service, and also probably runs a cement shoes operation, and mm-hmm. also probably runs a, a a place where you, it's a hotel but underwater, so you can sleep with the fishes. Yes, this this is the most stereotypically mob guy ever. His oh, name they is make him Capelli. so sleazy. Uh, and he's he's got his hair like slicked back so hard, and he's got so much extra hair they have to like fold it around into some weird butt looking thing in the back of his head. It's disgusting. But anyway, he um. He's, he's like, all right, who's in charge here? And in, in out steps, who we know later to be Daisy, who is the girl who was left on the um, the stoop. She's the years egg ago. baby. She's the egg baby. Egg baby Daisy. Egg baby so she's Daisy. twenty years. She's twenty years old. So at max, she's a junior in. She's an undergrad. She's a junior in undergrad at NYU. Archeo- archaeological digs she's leading the archaeological the dig they're, they're <laughs> like Dumbo. the professor the professor's like yeah sure go whatever do whatever the fuck you want knock yourselves out i'm gonna be over here in the teacher's lounge 
like they don't have like a PhD student there or or a senior Nobody's supervising or, this. Or, or a master's degree student. It's again, a, it's no Brooklyn in the seventies. Might have been who's, who's <laughs> in charge. She's in charge. She says, "I'm in charge here." Like, hey, so how long is this dig gonna go on till my boys come come through and finish out the t- construction? As long as our court order allows, Mister Scapelli. Um, uh, you know, there's she's been like, a lot of. They have like the standoff, and she's like, "Keep digging, mm-hmm. keep digging until I say otherwise," or something yeah, like that. Just, he Extremely says, like, dramatic. He says, "She says, James, I'm gonna go follow, find a phone, and call the university. Keep everyone digging until I get back." And James is like, "Yeah, sure, whatever. I'm only doing this to get college credit." Like he's not at all like. He's he just took a survey course and somehow they were like, listen, if a if a junior is is in charge of the dig, they're all gonna be freshmen who are just there to try and get a credit to move on with their life. Uh they're all theater majors just trying to get a science <laughs> science credit. Because NYU, are you kidding me? They're all theater majors. To so, school um, of the archaeological yeah, dig. That's the <laughs> um so uh Anyway, he says to her, he threatens her, like, there's been a lot of girls in Brooklyn going missing these days. It'd be a shame if that would have happened to you. And then she's like, keep digging, James. And James is like, I literally could not care less. Um, Most authentic I'm going to go find a phone. Again, it's one of those wonderful times before, like, I'm going to go find a phone requires you to walk six blocks to a payphone outside. Mm -hmm. Um, and Got that's a quarter just, in that, your shoe and everything. That, that was the yeah, that was the '90s for you. Um, so she um, he also checks her out like oh, uncomfortably, yeah, yeah, like the yeah, most we're, male gay shot in the world. Like again, like it, it is a, it is a just a, it, all bad guys are rapists. It's just a it's yeah. a it's a nice shorthand that all of them, given the chance, given the opportunity, all of them. Um, but so she's walking to find a phone at the same time that Mario and Luigi's van is breaking down because the radiator, Mario says to Luigi, Luigi, I thought I told you to get the radiator fixed. Oh yeah. I forgot. With what money are you getting the radio? Or is is Luigi who, as we've seen, has no actual technical, um, expertise at all. He's a plumber's apprentice. Doesn't know what the hell he's doing. No. So he's supposed to fix it on him on his own. Mario, come on, stop, stop delegating the wrong jobs. Stop trying to you outkick know? your coverage. Yeah. yeah. This is, so this is not good. When anyway, so they have to stop. To, I to also get water. just realized with the payphone scene, this just like clicked in my head. Does she just know the number of the department? Like yes, I have yeah, it she written has it down. Memorized. Everyone has every, everyone has everything memorized back in the day. I was smart um, then. I'll be honest. Yeah. I knew I'm, phone I'm, numbers. I'm I knew directions to places before I was going. In, yeah, I'm fairly certain that at the height, like at the height of the landline era, when I was old enough to to know enough things, let's say the mid '90s, before cell phones became ubiquitous, I probably had upwards of twenty phone numbers memorized. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy talk. Now, like I, I, I remember no, my sisters and half of my parents probably. <laughs> I, I, I know my wife's. I think that's probably it. Probably yeah. Um, the 
so anyway, as she's walking to this payphone, you see one guy walking down the sidewalk, and he gets into a um, he's sniffing two hot dogs, and he gets into a a, a, a car with another guy, and he he says, "Here, they say it's dog." Oh, so these guys are wacky, ha ha hoo ha, um, and like we gotta find the princess. Um, they're 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 crazy. Um, they are Spike and Iggy, and they are there to kidnap princesses. And we get the, the idea very quickly that they have been kidnapping the wrong girl from Brooklyn many times over, and that's why all the girls have gone missing in Brooklyn. Um, but they think they may have spotted the right one this time. And so they're following her, and uh, Spike um, crashes. Uh, he bonks his head on a, on a pane of glass that's being moved across the sidewalk in front of him, so he's not able to grab her. Um, and uh, Iggy is very angry with Spike for missing his opportunity to, k- to kidnap the princess. Um, but the princess... Uh, Ouija is checking the answering machine for messages, which is a wonderful thing that you did in the 90s. An answering machine is. You there was a would... very sincerely like rapid technological shift that like if you missed out from 1993 to 1997, there are so many references that are just lost on you. I feel mm-hmm. like it's great. It's actually nuts. Like what you would do is you would call your own phone number, and then you're all because you're not there the answering machine would pick up and you would use the keypad on the payphone. You would punch in a code that you had set and then it would play to you over the phone the messages that had been left on your answering machine. This was very, um, this was, in case you were expecting an important call but had to go out, all that stuff. It's really good for something like this where you are operating a business and you have to leave the shop or wherever you get calls to go and do a job, you can find out if anybody else called. So he's calling to see if anybody had a job. And of course, somebody has called and told them they've got a huge flood down at the Port Authority. Send all the plumbers you got. We're, we have a huge problem here. Um, but he doesn't hear that because the phone is away from his ear because he's just oogling Daisy. Of course. Uh, and and she's like, excuse are you using the phone? Uh, no. No, I'm not using the phone. You want it? You can have it. Um, and as we hear, hello, hello, we got an emergency here. I'll pay you anything you want. Please just come fix the plumbing. Hang up. So they never got that job call. They did not. All, and um, uh, so um, we get um, her calling to find more security for this dig site. That's what she wants. And they tell her, no, they don't have it in the budget for a undergrad junior led dig site to get more security. I feel probably they don't have it in the budget. No. Um, she's uh, very upset by this, but uh, Luigi's obviously in love with her. And so Mario like asks her on behalf of Luigi, if she would have dinner that night with these guys. And they are say like, and they say, um, listen, uh, obviously, uh, it, it, um, we happen to have a van that is now working because I went in and bought a $3 bottle of Evian and just poured it into the radiator. So <laughs> it's fine now. Um, uh, we can drive you anywhere you'd like. Uh, would you like to get in the van? 
And then she looks over. Um, I don't know why she suspects anything, but she looks over at the at the car that has Iggy and Spike on it, and they put up a a, a, a newspaper to like cover their faces. But I think the newspaper's upside down, which is a decent gag. Um, and she goes, "Yeah, you know, I I should take a ride with you." Never, if you think maybe you might be being followed, the rule of thumb is don't get into the a stranger's van because that Nerds. also might not be safe. So, like, I think there's got to be a, uh, there's got to be another option. Um, but they, yes, so they, they, they give her a ride, I guess, back to the dig site or whatever. The next, the, the next scene is, is, is a dinner date. They have no money. They cannot afford food or to fix their, or to fix their van. They're going to a very nice Italian restaurant with their girls. Of course. Um, uh, so M- Mario has a girlfriend whose name is Daniela and she's she works at a tanning salon and she's incredibly Brooklyn. She's um, she was so much fun. <laughs> yes, she was. She was a lot of fun. Uh I wish they had done more with her. Um but uh yeah so she's uh, she's very fun but um this is where um they're talking about that we think a meteorite landed in Brooklyn 65 million years ago. Um, that's what we're digging for. Um, and we think that is the meteorite that killed all the dinosaurs. And and then all of a sudden, Daniela are talking about uh, going to get a tanning tanning booth, I guess, to do tan. Hey, I'll get you some free tans at the tanning salon. But you probably want to wear something strapless and take this necklace off. Like, it's a weird, like, she only starts talking about tanning so they get, so the writers have a reason for her to mention the like she could just say that's a really nice necklace where did you get it there's no reason to bring up the tanning thing at all or reach over and start fondling this lady's chest there's no reason oh my god say, my mom really had nice one just like it like there's yeah, or, or whatever. so easy like, to it, get it's there a really cool whatever um but she says oh no i'd never take it off actually that's the only thing i have left for when i was found um when i was found I'll take another bite of my pasta. And it was like, what, uh, found? I'm huh? sorry, hatched. Oh, oh, uh, yes, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was abandoned. Mm-hmm. Anyway, another bite of pasta. Like, no, <laughs> just, like, if you're going to say, if it's the only thing I have left when I was found, assume you're going to have to answer follow-up questions. Don't just take another bite of your endless breadsticks. You know what I mean? Like, you, you gotta, you, there's other things you're gonna say there. Um, and so, uh, she says, I was, uh, was abandoned. Uh, uh, I was, I was, I grew up at St. Whatever it is on whatever is street. And they'll go, oh yes. St. Whatever. Ah, uh, yes. With the nuns. Street. With the nuns. Um, uh, no mention of being hatched or, or anything or no. looking for her birth parents or any of that. Um, but then, um, Luigi says to her, so, you don't know who you mom and dad was neither? And she goes, no. What do you mean neither? Um, oh, you know, Mario brought me up. He, he's, he's been like, you know, my mother, my father, my brother, everything, my entire life. And, and, and never never referenced again. So, so wait, brought you up? So is he actually your brother or is it like surrogate? thing so you don't know who your parents were either 
if Mario was your brother, he would say, these are your parents. So what it is, is a parent, what, if you have to piece together everything, Mario was an only child. His parents took in a foundling or something when he was an older child, and then they died, and he raised the foundling. But they had no idea who it was. Was it like some kind of Oliver Twist situation? Was, was John Leguizamo part of a gang of pickpockets roaming the streets of Brooklyn? Like, no, they never bring it up again. They never resolve it. It's, I think it's a really clumsy way to, to, to work around the age difference. Leguizamo looks like he's 16 years old. Yeah, he looks like a baby. And, and Bob Hoskins is a, is a very 50-ish man. Yeah. So they're trying to figure (laughs) out, he's a very 50-ish man. He's very 50-ish. And it also felt like such a, yeah, it was like, I like when the early 90s, I don't think was great at a few few things. One was like assuming there's a, a a gap between like assuming your audience is smart enough to figure something out and not giving them enough information to figure something out. And like, it's pretty, this is a pretty important thing. And it also felt like it was a little bit shoehorned to create a point of relatability between um, yeah. the two of them. Like that didn't because necessarily need to What else, what else could they possibly have in common? You know? Yeah, it's a weird um, We know why why he likes her. She's gorgeous. But we don't understand why an NYU student who's into archaeology would give a plumber's apprentice, who's, let's be honest, pretty stupid, the time of day. Um, Except that she's so, trying to get away from two guys that are following her. Like that was right. my big but, thing is like. But she had never spotted them until the moment she looks back at the. It wasn't like she thought she was being followed this whole time and then knew who was following her and looked back at the car. They just made her look back at the car. They hadn't like, she, they, she, she didn't know she's being followed. I think she may have thought those guys were being sent there by Scapelli. Probably. But, and if you see a guy with like an upside down newspaper. Yeah. You you are like, let me Safe get out of town. Yeah. Safe bet. Um, so, uh, yeah. So they bonded over the fact that uh, neither of them knew who their mom and dad was. So um, uh, Mario nudges Daniela, who's like, so what are you kids going to do tonight, huh? Maybe me and Mario will take the van and you guys can, you know, just hang out a little bit anyway. So, um, uh, they like, um, if you are not doing anything later, I would like to walk you home. So, uh, they, they go for a walk where, where both of them say, listen, obviously you hate me. So, um, let's break it off right now. No, I was going to say, like, if you, if you hate me, then you could break it off too. Like you guys are literally if you were if your eyes each said goo and goo it, they would not be making more goo goo eyes at each other so <laughs> <clears throat> i'm sorry like it was just ridiculous to me like oh why did you but anyway um 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 i would like to show i would like you to show me th- this dig site and 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 okay let's go and so <clears throat> to further the meat cute, I guess they do a foot race back to the 
dig site and like Luigi beats her to the first gate, which she then opens. This is, uh, uh, I won. Yes. What you think. And then she takes off running again. He follows her. Oh, they're so cute. They're, they're not eight. Also, if you saw like a woman and a man running around in Brooklyn, you would be like, call the cops <laughs> at a closed construction site. Yeah. Not great. Not great. Um, so um, this is also where we see Iggy and, and Spike who are trying to find the girl again since they lost her. But they see Mario, who they recognize from being with her earlier, take Daniela out of the van. They say, oh, there she is. That doesn't look like her. Yeah, of course it doesn't look like her. She's wearing a disguise. She's trying to fool us. Um, so we're just going to wait until Mario walks her to the front door. And while she's searching around in her giant purse for her keys... They kidnap her, and Mario doesn't see. Um, so um, this is where um, they she she takes Luigi. Daisy takes Luigi down into the into the sewers, which is where the dig. If the if the dig is in the sewers, then why is why is the dig site like so? obviously on top with a bunch of tents and stuff and like James forlornly lugging wheelbarrows of dirt around. Like if the dig site is actually under the, like they, she goes down there and there is fully exposed with nothing covering it, a huge intact dinosaur fossilized skeleton with opposable thumbs, which is an incredible scientific discovery. She's like, wow. Yeah. Opposable thumbs. Can you imagine? Out of dinosaur. A, like, a junior at NYU <laughs> has discovered an entire dinosaur assembled with opposable thumbs. And, and, not, every, not, not and they're like, like not we like, can't get you extra security. We can't get you any, any extra funding. You've, you have this woman, this 20-year-old woman who's a junior at NYU in the archaeology department, has just completely demolished the known fossil record. Dinosaurs with opposable thumbs is a is a huge discovery in New York City. We, we can't we can't get you any funding. I'm really sorry. Um, so when they're in there looking at this dinosaur with opposable thumbs, um, uh, there's an explosion of water, and two guys wearing Scapelli's uh, plumbing jumpsuits run out of the this side tunnel, um, uh, and run away. And uh, it, they're trying to sabotage the dig site by flooding it, I guess, because then they won't want to dig anymore and they'll be able to build condos, yeah. I guess. Um, it's it's the, it's Scapelli. He's trying to sabotage us. Scapelli, I also don't like that person. Let's, let's, we have this also in common. Um, so they go in there and they look around and there's, uh, so it's a bunch of valves with big handles on them that have been turned to open. And then you could also turn them to close. I never went to plumbing college, but I would say there's a bunch of valves with handles. First thing I do is try and close them off. He says, well, are you going to fix it? You're a plumber, aren't you? And he goes, oh yeah. Well, I don't know exactly what to do, but come on. And so they sprint, I guess. 24 blocks to a to, to, to Mario's place. 
and knocking the door and they're sopping wet still after the long uh run and he says um Mar- mario uh it's the scapellis they're trying to sabotage a dig site and mario who is in his underpants goes come on let's go and uh and and they go back to the thing and it's still been flooding now you would expect for at least 45 minutes yeah from the time it would take for them to run all the way back to his house him to get dressed him to put in the in the in the get in the car to drive all the way back here go through walk through the thing go down to the 45 minutes there's been no measurable raise in the water level anywhere in the entire place of course not. No. why would there be um but he gets in there and goes ah um i i will fix this like he's your apprentice you should have taught him how to do the you should have taught him how to do that. But, I, as, as a but, just a citizen of the world, would have thought that might be the first thing. That would be the first thing I would try. Before I was like, let me go get this guy. Let me try just to at least stop the yeah. bleeding by doing... Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so this is where we established that Mario is a plumber and Luigi sucks. As, Correct. As a plumber. Um, but Iggy and Spike have followed them down there and bonk Mar- Mario and Luigi on the head and take Daisy. Um, and smash cut to Mario and Luigi waking up from being unconscious, but apparently have been unconscious for 12 seconds because you can still hear Daisy's screams echoing through the subway tunnel. And they follow her screams to this area where it looks like a, uh, there's a big, there's a chasm of water down below, about a four foot wide chasm. And there's a sheer face of rock, except it's not sheer face of rock because you it's like watery because Daisy's face pushes through it help me luigi and then pulls back and then luigi just jumps through there and mario's like what are you doing you're gonna die and mario and he just he just jumps and then and then he jumps after her uh after them uh and um and they they wind up in another dimension if you're if you're wondering when it's going to become a mario movie the answer is not yet no and this was all set up to get into the movie. We're 50 minutes into recording this. This was all set up. Uh, I will say this. Not to not to sound cold or pessimistic. Love makes you an idiot. Um, they've mm-hmm. known each other for like a day. And mm-hmm. he's like, I will jump into a different dimension to try mm-hmm. and save you. Heroic? Sure. Dumb? Sure. Bigger so. Yeah. Call the mm-hmm. cops. Mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. calls the cops in any of the movies that we watch. Mm-mm. No. They don't. Um, so, um, they are in a, a, a weird version of dinosaur Manhattan that, cause like Luigi, Luigi and, and Mario say, I ain't been to Manhattan in a few months. Boy, it sure has changed, but I'm bum bum. That was like kind of cute. And the visual of this, what do you like post grunge punk cyberpunk kind of is really really cool like they do a really really good job of um the visuals in this are are pretty neat like i i really appreciated that it is definitely feels like a different dimension to their credit there Mm -hmm. were some easter eggs in it that i didn't know that i looked up which was like bullet bill and boom boom bar i guess like bullet bill and boom boom are i guess enemies in the bomb the bomb. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little autocorrect of my notes, but that was cute. Like that they they included 
things well, like that. Yeah, this sure. is not a, a Mario film, but right. I did no, appreciate, especially for the time it was created in, mm-hmm. like this was before we kind of had like a, a really big special effects era. This was yeah. visually very, very cool. Yeah. Um, this is where we start to find out that um, they do a lot of, I mean, the movie's made for kids and kids don't understand anything. So they do the exposition of 65 million years ago, a meteorite split these two, this world into two dimensions. And uh, we got to get back up. We got to merge the dimensions so that we can go over and kill all the humans and take over the good half of the dimension. And they, they tell us, they tell that to us no fewer than a dozen times in the movie. Right. Pangea was actually dimensions. Not right. <laughs> right. Um, so, Mario and Luigi are there and they can see Daisy being bundled off and put in a taxi cab. Um, she's screaming, help, help. Nobody there gives a damn. It's, it, nope. Nope. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Um, so Iggy and Spike are able to kidnap the princess. This is the other thing that we've been told. Is like they, we, we brought another, the, the wrong one to to the King Koopa again, and he's going to kill us if we do it wrong again. Um, so Is King Koopa got, Bowser? Yes. Okay. But they never call him that in this movie. No, no, no. I just, I tried to look up like who some people were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, some of them were good. Some of them were misses. Like Big Bertha was a weird one. <laughs> yeah, Big Bertha's a fish. Yeah, Big Bertha's a fish. So they just made Big her Bertha's like... a fish, and she's not a no. That's not a fish in the movie. No, she's not. No. Um. So. Uh, Toad, guy named Toad, but we'll get there. No. So, um, they they're very uh. Did, dejected by the fact that Daisy's been taken away from them and they don't know where they are and everything's so weird and everything. And um, so uh, we, um, Daisy, this is where Dennis Hopper does this weird thing where he puts his hands in like lavender candle wax and then just walks around with them. Like, I don't know what the point of it was. Like, That's like that a t- thing they do at nail salons, but it doesn't make any sense here. Yeah, it was like, to, does it, is it to like, to because he's supposed to be a germaphobe or something? I don't know. Um, so anyway, Iggy and Spike show up and, um, oh, she dropped her necklace at some point and Luigi picked it up, I think. And while they're while they're in the while they're in walking around trying to figure out what the hell to do, how does Big Bertha get it? Like, does Luigi drop it or something, and she picks it up? I don't know. Big yeah, Bertha she, gets wasn't it. Wasn't kind of like just I feel like a, pretty aggressive in their conversation, and it, I think it falls down. Like she's like very something confrontational like, with him, and then it falls, and she picks it up. Yeah, and- that might be it. Also, that like they they get they get confronted by a, a grandma. Who's got a gun? Hey, boys, you don't look like you're from around here. Like, no, we're not. All right, then, give me all your, give me all your stuff. And she pulls mugged. out a giant gun. They get mugged. They get mugged by an old grandma. grandma. Um, oh, there's another thing where, where there's a woman who's car- who's pushing a stroller with a big egg in it, and some guy uh, tries to grab the egg. She says, "Get away from my baby!" And Mario is very, very weirded out by this. The nuns not. 
but of course Mario not. weirded out by babies who were eggs. Um, so Big Bertha, who I, we should, she's not Big Fish. She is a very large black woman wearing um, a red spiky dress. That's it. That's it. That's the it. evolutions uh, but, are very inconsistent and sporadic. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so she she's got the she's got the meteorite piece, the rock as they call it. It's not Dwayne Johnson. It's not no disappointingly. It's, not, yeah. it's the rock, but um, Dennis Hopper needs the rock so he could. That's the thing. You so it's, it's a shard that broke off the meteorite. You have to put the meteorite back together to make it go. But only Princess Daisy. For some reason, they never tell us why. Only Princess Daisy can put the shard of, of, of the meteorite in the meteorite and not die. Okay? Um, Dennis Hopper, King Koopa, a.k.a. Bowser, though he's never referred to that in the film, has a consort, an advisor, a lady who follows him around, who's got the hots for him, but who he doesn't have the time of day for. Her name is Lena. There is no uh, analog for her in the games. She does not, there's nothing, there's no nothing there. Um, yeah, there's not, I don't, I don't know how, like what, what her function is other than to like follow him around and like vaguely want to be his wife, though he doesn't seem to have a taste for that. So I don't understand what the what what her whole purpose is. It was all. weird that she was like pretty I want to say like prominently featured cuz she doesn't feel like super important, but she's on screen a lot and there was A lot. It's like kind of the only one who I don't feel like had a place in the game that was in the like everybody else feels like they evolved from something in the game that mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. this prominently featured. She just wasn't anybody that was in the game that I could that I knew no. or looked up. Um, she, um, she, uh, she's played by the British actress Fiona Shaw, um, who I did not realize at the time in 2001 while studying abroad in London, I saw her play Medea um, from the Greek tragedy of the same name, which is where the uh, woman uh, Medea kills her two small boys as an act of revenge against her philandering husband. Um, it is uh, a harrowing piece um, and to this day remains the greatest performance on stage that I have ever seen. And at the time in 2001, when I saw it, I had no idea that she also played Lena in what the Super range? Mario Brothers movie. Like, what like, range? Uh, God, From it, Dinotopia like, to Medea. I... Uh, it's one of those things that, like, if I live to be a hundred, I will remember how they staged the murder of those boys. To till uh, it's burned into my brain. They had a they had a um, a sliding glass frosted door that led to like the the kids' play area, right? Um, and uh, and so that was being used throughout the whole thing. And so we just knew that was there and that was already been established as an area where the kids would go or whatever. And they would go in there and they close the door and then she would have a conversation with her husband about how their marriage was falling apart or whatever. But the, they were always there. So um, they go in there at the end when she when it's time for her to kill them. They go in there 
and they have gradually turned the sound of this very, very, very ominous white noise that goes from nothing to deafening over the course of about five minutes. So imperceptible each time you don't realize the, the decibel levels have gone up in your, in your head. And so at the time of the thing, you can't hear anything. And so she, 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 they're in there and she goes to the kitchen out of the butcher's block and gets the biggest knife. And she walks in, she walks, she opens the door, walks in, shuts it behind her. And there's just an arterial spray of blood across the frosted glass. And everything that, that crazy sound goes silent for 45 seconds. And then she comes out, covered in her, the, the blood of her sons, closes the door behind her, walks over to the sink, washes the blood off the knife, puts it back in the butcher's block, and stands there. This is all happening in silence. And then her husband walks in. It's the it's like it was just it's just some of the brilliant stuff, and she's so good in this whole play. And so now today, <laughs> I'm looking at this like, where do I know that actress from? Let me look up her name. And that's Fiona Shaw, whose the name is burned in my brain from watching that performance now, 22 years ago. But eight Imagine. years before she did that that thing, and she won all kinds of awards for it, it like like British Tonys and stuff over there. But eight years before that, she was like, I'm the wacky dinosaur king's best friend. I was going to say, imagine everything you just said being the second most artistic performance in your career. Because clearly. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Clearly. God damn. I love. I, I, that was. I'll never forget it. Anyway, it's so funny to me that that person also did this. Talk about a glow up. Anyway, um, uh, she has no function in the film. Other than to be jealous of what she perceives is, um, which is true, honestly, of uh, Dennis Hopper wanting to, to have sex with the princess. Um, that's it. pretty much it. Yeah. She it's doesn't really. Yeah. She's on screen a lot. And it's just we see that trope a lot, too, in, in a lot of the movies we've watched just in general of like um, assistant who wants guy that is either married or doesn't give the time of day to or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, uh, <laughs> um, we, we see that, um, uh, Mario, that, oh, that Iggy and Spike say the plumbers took it. The plumbers took the rock. We got to find the plumbers. They, we know they followed us here. The plumbers, they're somewhere in Manhattan town, in Dino Hatton or whatever they call it. Um, so uh, we'll have to find them. So the APB goes out to all the cops to go look for plumbers. So they're sitting there dejected and some street performer. Um, hey, guys, buck up. Could be worse. Starts playing a little little jazzy folk tune um, about how, how much King Koopa sucks and is immediately arrested. For, for singing anti-Koopa songs. Um, you can't arrest a guy for just singing a song. For anti-Koopa songs, we can. Hey, wait. And and he notices they're wearing plumber's tools around their belts. Are you guys plumbers? Yeah, we're plumbers. You're under arrest too. You can't arrest me just for being a plumber. So they're under arrest for being plumbers. Yep. And if they hadn't been hanging around that particular guy who was being arrested, they may have may not have ever been arrested. But um, they were. Uh, also this guy who is the folk singer, um, who's arrested for singing anti-Koopa stuff, 
His name is Toad. He's Toad. That's it. He's Toad. Um, it should I have been like you... full on punk to at least like made it like a mm-hmm. punk. Like if punk was born out of rebelling against the queen, you could have done a very easy like these songs are protest songs against mm-hmm. the king, and no, you're in this no. cyberpunk. I, I will. I will tell you that he doesn't look like this. No, not even close. He's not wearing. This this is Toad. That, that anyone is who Toad. plays anyone who plays the the games knows that this is Toad. Sure. The movie does not feature him looking anything like this. They act they like they could have like he has his head is shaved into like a spiral on top of his head. They could have easily had him shave like so that there were patches of circles of hair to like look like at least like that. Dyed red, yeah. Dyed red. They could have at least done that, but they were like, "No, we're just going to call him Toad, but then have him not at all resemble the no, thing just, that he's supposed to be like made after." Leather jacket, dude. Right? Like he was just leather jacket, gelled gelled hair. I think like this was not. Where I think wearing like all black and jeans or whatever. Yeah, was not. No. Uh, anyway, they're taken to processing where we find out their names are. Uh, their last name is Mario. And Mario's first name is Mario. Right, Mario Mario. Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. And what the hell is going on in the background of the scene? <laughs> I don't know, man. Some crazy stuff is happening in the background of the scene. It's so I don't so know weird. why. So weird. I um, think it actually it really could have is. been a more fun scene in the movie if there I wasn't so distracted by whatever was happening behind him. Perhaps, but... Like the way he says the, your name is Mario Mario. They came their 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 names are the Super Mario Brothers. So somebody but was like brothers. but they're not brothers specifically. Um but also my bro, my name is Mario Mario. Like you, not everything has to be taken so literally. With like it the is Mario the only Brothers, thing you take literally in the film. There's no other real references to Super Mario in this. No, no, the Mario Brothers, the Mario Brothers, they're Mario Mario Brothers plumbing. I'm, I don't know what. Anyway, I don't think they need to have last names. Mario Mario is just so dumb. <sighs> anyway, they're taken to holding where they find out from Toad in holding that um, that Koopa is in charge now and he's evil and he usurped the throne from uh, a, the good king of the Mushroom Kingdom, who, but I believe he's been de-evolved into all the fungus that you see all over the place, uh, which sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory cue scripts, but it's not. It's apparently true. Also, he's like, um, so 65 million years ago, meteorite struck Brooklyn and split the world into two dimensions. And we have to mert like this is exposition given to them by a street busker who, who, who sings anti Koopa songs, but he has given them the, all of the scientific exposition for what is going on. Mario and Luigi need to know this, but it is a very odd thing. Like we know it. We've already been told it 15 times, but they need to know it. But it's so odd that the vessel that the film gives is this guy, but not this guy. 
to tell them like the the history of the and my idea is like if this is true how do you guys know about it why wouldn't we also know about it how do you know about the dimensions thing with that that part's never covered no so no there's also it bugs me that because meteorites are like an actual thing mm-hmm. but there's also like in this meteorite there's like a um otherworldly magical component to it if you're gonna give me a device that is something that like actually exists and also like this woman is the only one that can put it back together stuff like you need to make that even more clear because now i'm not just like bought into this wacky thing i'm also bought into a real thing and you're telling me there's supernatural rules around that real thing which Mm -hmm. makes it actually worse than if you had just said this supernatural thing because I mm-hmm. it's actually tangible and it's something I know and understand in the real world. <laughs> like right. Um <sighs> so um um Mario um and Luigi um want a lawyer and so the the guy's police captain who's like a, a recurring character in this film who's like Koopa's head of security but just looks like a regular beat cop. He's wearing, which is odd. Like, I don't, you have two two separate dimensions, but you both evolved to give cops the same uniforms. <laughs> that is a crazy coincidence. Um, but uh, he, um, they have a lawyer, and they go into the little room where you meet with your lawyer, and it's King Koopa. This is such an odd thing to do in a movie. We, the audience, know it's Koopa, so there's no big surprise value when he. Re- reveals himself um mario and luigi don't know it's koopa um so there's some kind of subterfuge he's trying to use to get something out of this right um but he drops the subterfuge in about 45 seconds he's like hello my name is my name is uh lazard from the firm of Lazard, Lazard, Condo, Tactile, and Cohen. The Cohen thing is a wonderful little all lawyers are Jews joke that they decided to throw into 1993. But um, so uh, he says, I, I, I'm, I'll be your representation. But thing that, uh, he says, we got to meet this. We got to, who's this Koopa goofball, this Koopa clown? We got to meet with this guy. Like, I don't think you want to do that because this Koopa clown, as you so put it, is a, is an egg is a very evil egg sucking snake or whatever. Um, like, but but what we need to do is we need um, to if I'm going to get you off, uh, uh, you know, and to get you out of here, we're going to have to produce the the, the the meteorite piece. And Luigi goes, "What meteorite piece?" Because he only knows it as the necklace that, of course, that Daisy was wearing. That's all he knows it as. Doesn't know what exactly what it is. Because she doesn't, but she knows it's he knows it's her necklace. So she says, he says, you have to produce the meteorite piece. And he goes, What meteorite piece? This is again, he's met them 45 seconds ago. And he doesn't say it's it's the necklace that you got from Daisy to like try and jog his memory. He stands up from his chair, walks around the table, and tries to use his thumbs to pull out the eyes of Luigi. This is not good subterfuge. 
No. You, if you give a if you if you tell a guy give me the thing and he says I you're gonna get need to give me more information about the thing you need and your response is not to try and tell him about it in another way but instead to try and murder him with your bare hands that's not there is no reason for you to have done the subterfuge they could have just you, they could have the the cop could have just brought them in from holding into this room with you and said I'm King Koopa give me the thing why were you pretending to be their lawyer in the first place. This, yeah, this no, it makes, makes it makes no absolutely sense. no sense. And it doesn't help you produce the thing that you need. Like, that's just the weirdest part to me, I guess. Is like, why did you, to your point, do the clever trickery if you were just going to do this to him he went to the He went to the trouble of coming up with a fake law firm name. <laughs> like, why would you do all of that? Just to end up to, here, yeah. Just to end up back where, where you could have been if you just said, I'm King Koopa. If you don't give me the meteorite piece, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Just do that. It would have saved us all a bunch of time. Well, 45 seconds, honestly. So maybe not that much time. Um, this says, movie was not to- interested in saving time through efficient no, storytelling. No, it was far too long. An hour and 20 it minutes was- tops for this movie. It was it, it was an hour 45, but it felt like 2.45. Because the first, like, 40 minutes of it are I set know, up. I know. Um. <laughs> He says, bring them to the Devo chamber. And this is where we find out they've created a, a ray which devolves things. Yeah, a de-evolution chamber, right? Yeah, right. So this is he explains that to Mario and Luigi while testing it on Mar- uh, Toad. Okay? Again, not this guy, but like a, a, no. a human being. But now they put it... They put him in a. They put him in a, sh- a, a a uniform, like, oops. They put him like um, I don't know, uniform. But send him in this thing. Like, you can't do this to me, Koopa. And they send him back. And they you, what it does is it, it's a devolution chamber. And so he it, it puts him in a in a in a chair and then drops a thing over his head, like a little chamber thing. And and then it that will devolve him, right? Um, and so. Uh, when he comes out, and by devolving, you're making people more loyal and stupid and whatever. Like that was right, that was part right. of this was like an right. enhance the most the important thing game. to create a, an army of things that will never talk back to you. You have to devolve them into goombas. Now, in this in this movie, goombas are eight feet tall, um, with tiny little heads. Right, uh, in the game, this is a goomba. This this was the thing that confounded my eight year old brother the most. He was like, "That's not a Goomba, Dad. That's the not Goombas a Goomba. Why do they like, keep Why do they dudes. keep calling them Goombas? Those aren't Goombas, Dad." It confounds me to this day. This is a Goomba. You know, and that actually like, looks more like a little army that you would be creating. You would not create an army of things that are bigger than yourself. Is like a pretty right. good general principle. I still think there was an awesome opportunity for them to have done a thing where uh, one of the Goombas gets like knocked over and we realize that actually the head is just this guy's body. Oh, and the, yeah. the rest of that thing is all like a, a big, like, like cybernetic trench that walks around. Kind of whatever. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. This thing is on top operating it with its brain power, but it's like in little tiny, like, that might have been fun, but no, they didn't had no interest in fun in this in this thing. So yeah, that's More what a like Goomba reference is. Reference to the game that they named this movie after. It's yeah, you so know weird. that's also true. 
fun, fun Paramount, get, loyal to the game secondary, neither thing is what they went for. So, yeah, real weird. Real yeah. Weird. Um, so they they threatened to do this same thing to there's no security in the room with them, by the way. No. There's like one there's like one guy who's operating the D- Devo chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh and there's uh there's Koopa, and then there's like one guard. So Mario decks the guard, they shove Koopa into the little chair, and they're and then uh push him back into the thing so the thing comes down over his head. Luigi runs over and punches the, the, the scientist. Like, he just runs over and kind of like, kind of like just throws his torso kind of into him slightly, and the guy falls over unconscious. It's a really bad punch. Uh, it, looks, it, looks, it looks only slightly better than Logan Paul's punches. I was only just sli- going to say. Only yeah. slightly better. Only slightly better. Um, and uh, and so they they able to, to put him in the Devo chamber for like a split second before some other cops run in and and uh, he he gets pulled out of it. But we see that like his his eyes turn from regular eyes to like weird slits. Um, and later we'll see like more manifestations of that devolving, um, but only briefly. I was like, oh, this is the time where we where we see him. I remember even as a kid, I was like, oh, so now he's going to start looking like Bowser. Right. I was also like, why does he look like that? That's not who Bowser looks like. I don't understand why he looks like that. Oh, now he will. No, no. I also thought at this point we were way closer to the end of the film than we were. Um, Yeah, no, not at all. They're able to run away um, from all the cops and the Goombas because cops and Goombas are different things. I don't know why all the cops aren't Goombas, but... Like there's like a, a force of regular cops, and then a, then then a bunch of goombas, and they're just they're they they serve the same purpose. They do, but aren't the cops just not yet devolved? But why like, wouldn't they goombas be yet? De- devolved cops? I thought. I thought the goombas were all devolved political prisoners. I thought that oh, was. Oh yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. You know, that's weird. Whatever. Um. So. Uh, oh. So they want to devolve Mario and Luigi into monkeys because obviously they wouldn't be those kind of Goombas. They'd be monkey Goombas. I'm kind of honestly upset we never got to see a, a monkey Goomba. Yeah, that would have been really we, fun. We got to see a monkey at one point later in the movie. Spoiler alert. We did not get to see a monkey Goomba, which might have been fun. They are able to somehow get to the to the police garage and hijack a police car. Uh, how do you know how to turn all these things on, says Mario, from sitting on my butt playing video games all day. That's how. And he just literally goes, lever, lever, button, button. I know how to play video games, which is also a sign that the people who made this movie never played no video games one day in their life. Also, um, maybe not all- like a great message to throw into this movie. <laughs> yeah. Mario and Luigi... Steal a cop car and lead the police on a high-speed chase throughout the streets of Dino Hatton into a tunnel. Um, and they come out the other side of the tunnel because there are no brakes on the vehicle. I don't know if the brakes got cut, if the brakes fell, stopped working during the thing, or if there never were any brakes on the car. This seems like a weird thing to not include, but anyway, there are no brakes, and so Mario is not able to stop the car before it goes to an unfinished tunnel. That's what it is, and it spits them out at the end of the tunnel, 
and and the, they're all wrapped up in all the fungus that was on all the walls of the tunnel, which remember the fungus we think may be the actual de-evolved body of the former king of Mushroom Land. And uh, then it, because it's all wrapped up in it and this fungus is all kind of stringy and, and boog- boogery, it's able to like bungee jump the car at the end so it doesn't crash um, and they're able to get out of the car. Luigi is convinced that the fungus is helping them. Mario, who is much more grounded, thinks that is ridiculous. Um, and so they jump out of the vehicle and they are now in the desert, the Kupahari Desert. And that's it. There's no, <laughs> like, this was their big plan. There's no way to get back. They don't have any, this is it. So now we're, we're, we're away from our, our heroes for a while, which is when we get the, um, the exposition now given to, excuse me, uh, given to Daisy by King Koopa that she uh, evolved from dinosaurs and that uh, her mother um, took her. So, oh, this is where this is where Lena is sent to go get the princess and bring him to her, have right. her cleaned up first, or whatever. Um, and Lena's very hates this. Um, uh, she hates that she's in this movie, and so uh, <laughs> retroactively, I'm sure she does. Um, I, I <laughs> um, but um, she. She has to go in and find her among all the other girls from Brooklyn, one of whom, of course, is Daniela. There's never a scene. They don't give us the scene where Samantha Mathis is thrown into a little little prison room where they keep all the girls and goes, oh, hey, I know you. I met you once at dinner. Um, and they they've apparently by the time that Lena comes to get her, all the girls from Brooklyn have all bonded. Oh, they all know each other's names. They've, they've, like, they're, they're best of friends now. Total. Daisy, no, don't take Daisy. We love Daisy. We met her four hours ago. We love Daisy. Um, and so they take Daisy away from this, all this thing. And, um, uh, this is where, um, Lena tells her that your mother stole you and took you to the other side to leave you there right after King Koopa took over. Um, and your father, um, your father, like, is my, what about, uh, oh, and then, and then she died, she says. No explanation of how? Nope. And then she died. Um, what about my father? Is he alive? Well, it depends on what you mean by living. Another clue is that my, he might be the fungus. Um, so, uh, then we meet Yoshi. I did not upload a picture of Yoshi from the video game. Yoshi is a very cartoonish green dinosaur with a saddle on his back because in the video games, um, uh, Mario and Luigi ride him. Uh, He has a a long prehensile tongue, which will shoot out and grab your foes and then bring them back into his mouth where he eats them and then poops out a little coin. Um, uh, That's what Yoshi is in the video games. In this one, he is a baby velociraptor. Which is really funny because this movie came out two weeks before um, Jurassic Park. Park. I wonder if the somebody like because there was a lot of like um, espionage and shit going on in Hollywood in the eighties and nineties. Like I wonder if somebody saw the designs of the Velociraptors from Velocity they were working on for Jurassic Park, 
and stole it and said, these are going to be a big hit. Let's make Yoshi, which comes out two weeks before Jurassic Park, look like a baby version of those. Like really cute and totally like it wouldn't rip your throat out. Um, uh, it could still be a clever girl, but like clever in a cute way. Yeah. Um, uh, and and so yes, Yoshi is there and is 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 a is has a little chain around its neck. It's like I guess. Oh, I guess we're both prisoners here, huh? Oh, that's too bad. And then, um, uh, yeah. So that's that we that we find out there's a Yoshi. It exists. It's a pet being kept by Koopa. Koopa puts the moves on Daisy. He he does a little. This little Gene Simmons thing with his tongue, <laughs> but it's like really long and lizardy. Um, and uh, she's like, "Ew! Uh, haven't you ever wanted to uh, kiss a dinosaur?" Because <laughs> all bad guys are rapists. Um, right. And so uh, he um, he's angry about something. Uh, the plumber's escaped or whatever. So he's decided now he's going to um, uh, talk to. He's going to make Iggy and Spike. He's going to kill them. Oh, no, but he's not going to kill them. He's actually going to not de-evolve them, but e-evolve them uh, even more to make them advanced. And uh, they, he makes, he, he, he put, Spike is put in the machine first. And Iggy is like, ah, Spike, too bad. I think it's a really good idea, cousin. I think he's going to look great as a Goomba. Because, oh, by the way, Spike and Iggy are cousins of uh, Goombas. Spike yes. and Iggy are based on two of um, Koopa's, uh, Bowser's kids in the game. Okay. Like he has, he has I, kids. I was, like, looking for it and couldn't really find yeah. it. But. Iggy is definitely one of the kids. Spike is a different character. I don't know why they just didn't make them both. Because there were, there's Iggy, there's Iggy, Larry... Morton Koopa Jr., Roy, Ludwig von Koopa, which you can tell from the hair. And then there's one girl. Her name is Wendy. Wendy O. Koopa. And Just like all, all the... over the place with the, the names, too, of like mm-hmm. Roy mm-hmm. and like Iggy. Roy. I was thinking like, oh, we're in the cyberpunk thing, like Iggy, mm-hmm. Iggy Pop, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then yeah. like Morton, and mm-hmm. it's like a. Mm-hmm. Grandpa name, and then yep. Wendy is just like kind of a <laughs> normal. Yep. Um, anyway, so here's how you evolve somebody. In case you didn't know, um, you just increase their vocabulary. That's the only thing that that is mm-hmm. the only sign that is that's always been evolved is that. Um, because I won't say the only thing they do is increase their vocabulary. They try and tell you that they've become math whizzes. Because as soon as Spike gets out. He says, hello, Iggy. Do you know what the square root of 26,481 is? And Iggy's like, what are you talking about? 191. That's what he says. My God, even if you're good at math, like, why are you flexing that hard? Like, this is the first thing you're going to say to someone. Also, 191 isn't the square root of 26,481. If you were going to put that in a script to prove how smart somebody is. Make sure it's why would, right. Why, would, why wouldn't you pick a random number and then use a calculator? The square root of 26,481 is like 168. If that was like, you don't, Alex, you didn't even need a TI-83 plus for that. 
There's just a. I looked it up. Um, I looked it up before. Room. I want to make sure I'm doing it right. What's it? Wait, twenty six thousand four hundred and eighty one. Um. Oh, I don't have. Where's my square root button on this? Oh, I don't have it on my phone. I did it on. I did it on my other calculator. That I found. Anyway, uh, it's yeah. It's definitely not one hundred ninety one. Um. So, uh, he's just, he sends them out into the desert to go find the Mario's and get the piece of rock because now they're smart. They won't screw up. So he sends them out in the desert and immediately they screw up. They, they crash their, their vehicle off the end of a cliff and the Mario's capture them in the desert. Also begs the question, if they screwed up that many times, why didn't they over evolve them earlier? Do you know what I mean? I, I don't, I didn't. I don't know. I, maybe the movie didn't know it was an option until right now. Maybe the I movie. I guess, was but if it happened anyway. like eight times, you think you'd take a whack at it? You'd think, you'd think. But um, but anyway. Oh, the Mario's are out. They're walking around the desert. Luigi has is shirtless, and Mario is still wearing not only his shirt but a jacket <laughs> over it. Is it hot or is it cold out? Because as as a larger fella myself, you get hotter faster than the skinny boys because so at least he should even if he doesn't well, you don't want to have bob hoskins shirtless which i get um maybe just have him take off the jacket i don't know why but anyway um he, he says that like um yeah, the hey, desert's like a notoriously hot climate until uh, well, nighttime he, so you should be does, consistent he does a really funny thing he says Oh, that's a good place over there. That looks good. Let's die there. I thought that was a really cute line. <laughs> um, uh, but um, th- they just happen to be watching and see off a cliff, Iggy and Spike crash their vehicle. They're fine, by the way, because they are then uh, tied up with Mario's, with Luigi's belt or something, while there's little tiny dinosaurs nibbling at some garbage. And so they dis- they, they come to an agreement. All that we want is Daisy. All that you want, you say, is the necklace. The necklace we we've established it was stolen by Big Bertha, um, uh, and um, and so she is the bouncer at the Boom Boom Bar. So we will take you um, back into the city, into the Boom Boom Bar. You get the necklace, and then we will take you to Daisy, and then we'll each have what we want. And it's been a wonderful um, compromise. So um, they are able to hijack a sludge gulper, which is a trash, like a, 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 a what do you call it? A garbage truck. That is it's called a sludge gulper. They're able to hijack it because two men dressed as gimps are, uh, uh, are very dumb and, you get um, thwarted by a plunger in the face and a wrench to the back of the head because plumbers are dead. And so then they sneak into the, and they go into the, the boom, boom bar and they walk in and they're wearing bright yellow and bright red suits. And Luigi says, for some reason, isn't this a little effeminate? It's a men, it's a men's suit you're wearing. How is it effeminate? And it says, actually it did belong to my ex-wife says Iggy, which is a weird thing. Um, uh, we, we Sometimes we do dress up to go on dates and Mario, who's wearing the yellow suit, says, who are you dating? A canary? Which I don't... That's not how jokes work. Like, what is that? 
what how what is that like because if you wear a yellow suit canaries will like you more what anyway um they immediately spot big bertha as iggy and spike go over to the bar and start raising a shot glass to the downfall of king koopa loudly while everybody can hear you in a world where saying bad things about king koopa means you get arrested so they're not very smart they were they were supposed to be smart and they're not smart um so they find Big Bertha, and Mario's like, hey, watch this, kid. No woman can res- resist the charm of a Mario. And he, and he goes over and hits on her, and she punches him in the face. And, uh, and then he tries it again. He's like, I sure did love how you punched me in the face before. Would you do that again? And she's like, dance with me, and I'll punch you all you want. Um, oh, but the, 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 the coat check girl, they didn't check their coats. They checked their plumber's bags. And the, there was a big wanted poster for them. It, uh, plumbers wanted uh, uh, reward, and so she she rats them out. Um, so the cops all show up after Mario while dancing with Big Bertha in a very sexual way. Like he dips her; she has very ample cleavage, and he just puts his whole mustachioed face right into her cleavage to try and with his teeth bring the 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 rock out that's one thing then they like they grind for a while it's like, super re- uncomfortable considering the start with a punch in the face too <laughs> well he mario mario in this movie was the very originator of the whole step on my neck thing that i guess do, so get on women you know please will you step on my neck or punch me in the face the whole every everything rhea ripley gets from people online it was originated <laughs> with super mario talking about big bertha um so uh so he's able to sneak it away from her the the necklace and then run away but that's then the cops show up and so they're like um here come a bunch of goombas right and so mario and luigi get down like hey all right so here's the plan like they're huddling up um and then he just says three random football terms (laughs) um fake right button hook and then something else I forget. Set hut. And there's no indication that either of these men has ever played football before in their lives. No. But because they happen to be men, they know this is this is a thing that they do. They do football stuff. Football, just generic terms. Mm-hmm. Delightful. Um, they are able to outfox the Goombas because the Goombas don't have brains, and they're running Correct. away, and Big Bertha stops them. And then shoves them into the to the uh, check girls uh, hat check girls closet, where the goombas run past, Um, and they get their tools back, and and they're like uh, she kisses Mario, so and 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 here take the stompers. Stompers are big boots that make you jump high. In Mario, you jump a lot. They designed these big giant things with like hydraulics in them and whatever. This is an alternate dimension. You could make like have the idea that shoes in this dimension make you jump high. As opposed to wear these ridiculous huge things that go from your feet to like your mid calf and are made out of solid steel and require you to put a cartridge in them for them to work. Like it's so... It doesn't need to be a 
a, a so odd the way they had to make this into a weird like steampunk version of Mario. I don't understand why this is a thing, but they're able to and jump. Again, like the cherry picking of what was in the game into what is in the movie yeah. is so inconsistent and weird. Yeah, they jump through the ceiling, through the through the window in the ceiling, and as they one jump, does with their and then hydraulic are, ace really they are. They are on. Um, uh, there's a lot of uh, little bridgeways over over uh, highways in this in this game uh, in this movie, and uh, they jump off of one because they're cornered by goombas and cops. So they jump off of one. They go, oh, cops, goombas, sludge gerper, jump. And that's that's actual words they say, and they jump into the back of a trash can. Um, oh no, the tower. They point at the tower. Cops. Goombas, the tower, sludge corporal, jump, and they do. And they jump into the back of a trash truck, which they they assume, and turns out to be true, will just take them straight to the tower. Because they say, what a way to go to Koopa's tower. Um, yeah, I just don't know how we're going to get inside once we get there. So that they just know this is going there, to this place. And um, he says, uh, uh, I got I got two words for you. Impossible. Get it? It's impossible to learn one word. That's the way. That's the state of the jokes in this thing. They they <laughs> are able to somehow sneak into the basement. I don't even think he ever shows us how. They sneak into the basement of this place where there's all the pipes and stuff. Like right. Plumbers. So like, hey, plumbers. Yeah, we're, we're plumbers. These are pipes. So they, this is the heating ducts. So they shut down all the heat to freeze the place. This is only done so that there is a reason for them to, to do a bobsledding on a mattress bit 20 minutes from now. That's the only reason they, why the, why the, they don't, like, this is our big plan. Our big plan that we must do is to shut down all the things to make them, to make them freeze to death. But nobody, nobody except for the girls who are being held prisoner ever gets cold. Koopa yeah, that never is gets weird. cold. Nobody else in this thing gets cold. Um, this is their Mario's big plan is to freeze them out, but it actually doesn't do anything except for makes the pipes that are very, very big, by the way, too big for pipes, um, freeze over so that later they can do a bobsled bit on a mattress. Like this, this is um th- here's what's wrong. The big thing about this movie, and I saw a clip um uh this week that reminded me of this little thing. Um Trey Parker and Matt Stone um, doing a, a, a screenwriting workshop where if you're writing a script, this happens. Oh, I've seen it, yeah. And therefore, this happens. And therefore, this happens. Because this happened. That's how you write a script. You can never do this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened because nobody cares because it's a sequence of events, not a story. A sequence of events is not a story. And that's what this, this, this movie has. It's a sequence of events. Not like it doesn't, none, nobody, we don't care. So like we shut off the pipes and then we went and, and, and put on costumes for no reason. They're wearing brightly colored suits, like with a suit jacket and a, and a, and a shirt or whatever. We got to get out of these clothes. 
so we got to find something that's going to help us blend in. So they they break into a locker and pull out two jumpsuits. One of them is red and blue. One of them is green and blue. You know, like Mario and Luigi in the game. Do the jumpsuits help them ever? No. They're just iconic costumes. And then, after we put on these iconic costumes that don't help us at all, and then, let's get on an elevator. And then, a bunch of Goombas get in the elevator. And then, they hide behind them, but don't know what they're going to do to get out. And then, Luigi makes them dance? Yeah, this was just... This was the most chaotic disjoint like this whole movie felt chaotic and disjointed but this whole series of events considering this is essentially leading to the climax of everything is so um like their grand plan had no plan i guess is the thing like it just was like things happening and to your point there's no continuity between like actions and consequences to those actions or results Mm -hmm. from those actions it's very weird it's very weird. And, like, again, references to the movie that don't come into play at all with the plots and a plot that doesn't reference the movie in, like, the most crucial spots is just... Nope. This is where it was never... It never really came together, but it really starts to fall apart here. Um, Daisy, of course, also being held hostage. Um, uh, bring bring me the princess again so she can use the meteorite. Oh, by the way, they didn't get the meteorite back. Uh, because they lost it again uh, because um, the the girlfriend, Lena, the brilliant Shakespearean actress for <laughs> Shaw, found the, the meteorite somewhere. So she has it, but she's not telling Koopa she has it because she's like, you and me together, we should go and try and get out of here and merge the world. It's like, I need, even if I had the meteorite, I need the princess. So she's the only one who could do it. I don't care about you until I have the princess. Uh, and says, ah, well, then I guess I'll do it myself. And she's got the meteorite. She's going to go and she's going to do it. But she has to try and kill the princess first. So in, while she's trying to kill the princess, Yoshi uses his long prehensile tongue to grab her by the ankle and pull her toward him as as the princess runs out of the thing. And then she takes the knife she was going to use to cut the throat of the princess and stabs a dinosaur with it. And then runs out. So she can then... You, she's like, I'm going to kill the princess while taking the rock so that I can leave. I'm going to kill the princess first because I don't like her because she took my man. And before then, I'm going to stab a dinosaur and I'm going to run away. All this is ridiculous. By the way, also, Toad Goomba, who we only know is the real Toad Goomba because he has a, a, a harmonica thing that was hanging around his neck when he was playing guitar. And for some reason, after he becomes a Goomba, the other Goomba puts it around his neck. So we always know harmonica Goomba is Toad. Of course. So stupid, but he is in love with Daisy as well. Everyone's in love with Daisy. This really gets so, um, like it started to lose <laughs> the interest I had, and it starts to get lost because it's like the idea that, um, people in like the more magical dimension are just using like knives to kill people is weird. Like, the there's no clarity around like any of the rules that are operating like we're in this other dimension where supernatural things exist but it also exists with the meteorite which is a real thing i get that that's probably supposed to be like the linchpin but like 
the fact that there's just like normal weapons in weird world and like astro boots from the people that came over from the normal world like this is just gets so uh impossible to follow in that regard right mario and luigi escape through the roof of the of the very large elevator while the goombas yeah. are dancing and then they jump into an elevator shaft which there's a bunch of fungus there so the fungus helps them and uh daisy escapes and goes into the to the chamber where her father the old throne room where her father which is like the giant part of the fungus is being held i forgot there was an earlier inconsequential scene that only exists to introduce you to the giant fungus where dennis hopper comes in and goes hey i see you're still hanging around slime bucket Anyway, the plumbers will be here with the rock I need. Plumbers who will be dead soon, by the way. Slime bucket. It's literally, there's no reason for this scene to exist except to introduce us to this thing. Um, um, But Toad um, is able to help her escape. Iggy and Spike bring her to where her father is, her father is, and then leave, and we never see them again. They just they, they they just vanish from the film. No one ever talks about what happened to them. No. Um, there's actually a a, a a a end of credit scene before such things were were ever a thing. So nobody knew to stick around in the theater to watch it. Um, where there's a there's it's it's a it's a it's supposed to be a joke where you see two Japanese businessmen standing in. Mario and Luigi's apartment, looking over here. We don't see who they're talking to. We would like to create a video game based on your story. Swing the camera around, and it's Iggy and Spike. And that's the joke. But, like, nobody knew that it was even there, so nobody knew. Ridiculous. Um, It feels like with the first scene of the movie and the last you saying that it feels like they knew they made a bad movie and tried to put in like ah, like those probably. things to help and justify probably. it um i love reading uh, plot synopses on wikipedia because they have to skip over stuff when it happens and then when when it becomes necessary to include Something about something they'll have to like retroactively talk about the thing that happened before. So they go here. Um, uh, wait, uh, Mario and Luigi rescued Daisy, aided by Toad, a good-natured guitarist who was devolved into a Goomba, a semi-humanoid <laughs> dinosaur, as punishment for a protest. Like all of that is true, but it is told entirely out of order and in the wrong. Yeah, it's very funny. Um, uh, so we um. Yeah, this is where Mario says, oh, hey, oh, how's Daniela? Says, um, <laughs> says uh, Daisy to Mario. Oh, right, Daniela. I was supposed to take her to WrestleMania. I don't know what that means, but it's right there. It's right. I don't know what that means, but it's right there. Um, the uh, They said it in that way. Um, they... They take, he goes and rescues Daniela. Um, and they 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 jump on a mattress and go on a bobsled ride, followed by a bunch of Goombas. And they come out at the end where they've Koopas captured Daisy and Mario. And there's a fight. Fight. Somebody's bouncing around with boots, and somebody else has a devolving gun. And 
they lose the rock, which is captured by the amazing Shakespearean actress Fiona Shaw. Um, they lose it again. And because um, he had her arrested. It's a long story. Koopa had her arrested and they brought the rock to him and then he lost it again um, because he was holding it in his teeth and Mario kicked him in the back. I don't know why he was holding the rock in his teeth, but it fell. Anyway. Um, weird flex. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but anyway, she goes tries to merge the worlds. So while while Mario takes out of, off his shoelace and holds the end of the shoelace in his hands with it sticking out, so it looks like he's holding the rock, the rock necklace. It's very odd. Um, uh, but anyway, the 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 worlds merge. They says, "Hey, Daniela, go take all the girls back." And, sh- and and tell the police that there's a different dimension, I guess. So that the Which will world, go over very well in like the, the world 70s, start 80s. to merge because Lena put the rock in the in the meteorite, but then she exploded um because she couldn't fully do it without without killing herself. Um so the worlds start to merge, right? And but when they start to merge, only King Koopa and Mario go together. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the only two that leave. So, um, uh, but they're there and they show up at the, at the dig site where Daniela is talking to a cop. Oh, see the worlds are merging as she points at the twin towers, which then dissolve, which was a really weird thing to think about in hindsight. But um, Scapelli is there. He's very angry. King Koopa doesn't like him. So he points the de- devolving gun at King at, at Scapelli and shoots him. And Scapelli shrinks into a chimpanzee. And instead of being horrified by this, everyone points at Scapelli chimp and laughs. And I'm like, like first of all, the nuns have nothing to say about the anything, anything. And yeah. then everyone's there's also not not only are is a cop there, the entire NYPD is there. Also, a member of every local affiliate from every news station is there, has a has a microphone literally in the face of Daniela as she goes, Look, the Twin Towers, the worlds are merging. There's a microphone right there, held by an unseen person. And everyone was when Scapelli gets taken and make it made into a chimp, everyone goes, ha 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 ha, look, he's a chimp guy. And nobody cares. Like nobody, nobody thinks. Nobody that's finds weird. anything weird. This guy materialized out of nowhere. He just he, he particles came together, and he stood there, and he had a ray gun, and he pointed it at a very well-known mafioso figure, and he pulled the trigger, and that mafioso figure became a chimp, and everyone's like ha 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 ha, and not ah, like there's a big difference. And so anyway, um, uh, they're able to extract. The meteorite piece so the worlds no longer merge they they de-emerge and um and then there's another standoff where mario gets the gun and shoots it at koopa who turns him into a big dinosaur and then shoots him again to turn him into the primordial ooze and everyone celebrates because mario's the hero and they immediately start painting over the faces of koopa everywhere everyone's so happy and they're all going to go back to brooklyn except daisy can't you know, because she's got to stick around. Oh, by the way, her her father un undevolved back into yes. his regular self, and it's played by Lance Henriksen, who's an actual really well known character actor. Look him up, um, and he says, "Oh, wow!" He has one line, and that's it. Um, 
Uh, he's like, I'm back. And that's it. So good for Lance Hendrickson. Got that payday. Um, but she says, I, I got to stay. I, I got to, I just till I find out what's going on and, and help make things right here. So Mario and Luigi leave her there um, with the promise that maybe he'll see her again. And the next scene, Mario is in their tiny apartment making spaghetti for Daniela while Luigi watches his Unsolved Mysteries type show, which then does a story about them. And they're watching it. And it's really, hooray, this is so cool. But I don't know, like, did this, did what happened make them rich? Because it doesn't look like it. And they're still three months behind on rent and can't afford food. Uh, none of none of what happened, like, I'm pretty, I, none of what happened helped them make them money. No. Didn't, like, it would be one thing if the, the entire time they were there, they were collecting gold coins, like in the game, and came back with pockets full of gold coins that they could then sell to then become rich. Like, anybody who had played the game could thought of, could have thought of that in two seconds the way I did and made everything work. But they didn't do that. So, there's a knock at the door. And who comes in? But Daisy, carrying a de-evolved gun, and go, Daisy, what happened? Um, I need your help. What happened? You're never going to believe this. And then Mario takes his plumber's belt, like it's a Batman utility belt, and, and puts her putting it on. Mario, what's going on? Oh, I believe. End of movie, with set up for obvious string of sequels that never got made because this movie lost a whole ton of money and nobody liked it. Especially with Jurassic Park coming out two weeks later. There's no recovery for that. No no recovery for it whatsoever. This was not... I mean, get the flick so far out of here. Like, this was not... um, this was not like our cleanest review, and it, it is so much clearer than actually sitting down watching the movie, having you recount what happened in this. It is so bad and confusing, and turns it really itself is. on its head. I had, again, I had no to watch it twice. I had to watch it twice just so I could yeah. figure out what the hell's going on. And like, there weren't even like fun callbacks to the. I feel like one of the most memorable things about Mario is like the sounds. Like, mm-hmm. there were no, I don't know what rights, whatever, but, like, do, 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 do. No, we got no, none of that. Like, we got, like, there were not even, like, cute little references. This was not a Super Mario Brothers movie. At The people who liked it outside of that were like, I think it's a fun sci-fi movie. I don't. Like, I don't think, um, I, I do, the visuals in this were, were pretty cool, and I think um, well done, especially for the time that they were in, but, like, it it's like the same as our wrestling reviews. Like I'll buy into the world you're creating. If you follow its own rules, I don't even know what the rules were. Never mind where you following them. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing. Um... Yeah, there's just, there's a lot of extraneous bullshit. Like there's a bomb that is a wind up toy that walks around. And at the very end, we can see the bottom of its feet and it's wearing Reeboks. Yeah. I don't know. Who's that for? What is, what does that accomplish? Even just like you said, we don't know why. Get the flick out of here. (laughs) Like, why the princess has to be the one, why Daisy has to be the one to. Never explain. Like, it's never, especially because there's babies being born with eggs all the time. Like, it's just, um, it it just is so. It's kind of like when you hear a band and you're like, you're just making noise for the sake of making noise. Like, this was. Also, like, if her father devolves into a fungus, 
she wasn't descended from dinosaurs. She was descended from fungus. Why would she? Why would she birth out of an egg? Why wouldn't she be like created via via spores out of moss or something? Yeah, like it's get it's the flick out of here. So far, get the flick out of here. So far, we'll talk to you next week <laughs> when we'll be doing not this, not this. R e s p e c t. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.